everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And it's our anniversary. <laughs> yes. I was about to say we're here at the reunion and then you go, it's our anniversary. I know. Well, more important than yes. the reunion. Goes to show you all how dedicated we are to the show. I know. We just came back from the movies and we're about to go out to dinner. And we now just... everyone's sitting there like, you guys went to the movies? I know. That's well, what we do. We're low I was going to say, we're, we're going we're gonna to tie it in. We're going to tie it into the episode so oh really <laughs> yes and you know exactly why so we saw uncut gems and i i guess i might as well tell it now so we Don't saw spoil i won't but it's a very it's a very relevant to this podcast one because they make a passing reference to paramus in a defamatory way as paramus is always mentioned in pop culture mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so one of the first scenes the first time we see adam sandler in the movie is him getting a colonoscopy. Guys, he got his colon checked. It was a little ridiculous. It was like... We well, just, you didn't turned... know what was kind of happening at first, and then all of a sudden it zooms out and it's a doctor. It's like, oh, yeah, well, it this makes is sense. This. It like, oh, sort of makes sense in the context of the movie. Um, but it just... I, I don't want to explain anything beyond that, except for the fact that it is insane and do not... Um, go after drinking the coffee or any kind of stimulant the entire movie is anxiety they should just be called anxiety the whole movie that's all it is but yeah the important thing is adam sandler's great acting if his fucked up character can get his colon checked you can get yours checked too yes right anyway the more you know anyway so we're we're fitting this in but in between the movies and dinner because we love you and we love this show indeed yeah so, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. You can watch uh, along with us on Hulu or Tubi. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're we're doing this today because I wanted to get the season done before the end of the year. You know, yes. new year, new season. Uh, we're on to Charm School next, for yes. those who don't remember. This is very exciting. Mike, are you excited? Very. Never seen it. I've... I mean, we discussed I, I think something. We, we, we've talked about this before. At one point, where it's like, yeah, there's like little like maybe clips or things I know, and like there's something that happens in this reunion. We're like, oh, mad she like spoiled it. It's like, no, I think I remember that, just not specifically what happens. Um, okay. like why? Well, I mean, you could just say it now. New York is gonna be there on an episode of Charm New York, School. New York comes to an episode yeah. of Charm School for those who don't. I know. don't remember um, why. It is. Though. It does come up in this episode if you're watching along with us. So don't blame me for the spoiler. Um, it it comes spoiler. up in a very funny context, if I remember correctly, and I'm very excited to watch it back. But I will leave it at that. Um, but yeah, this reunion was certainly um, an interesting one. You felt it was very staged. Yeah, the whole freaking thing seems staged. Every fight seems fake. Everything is just about trying to set promos for some people. There's Well, we'll get to certain mo- I probably have a little note. I actually have like four pages of notes, which is fucking oh. shocking. I don't Almost, understand how I was I gonna say so you're getting you're getting close to my number, so. But it's like there's so many things that happen where I just stop and I go like, why am I even watching this part? Like I wish I could fast forward some things because it's just like I know this is fake. I know they told them to say this. I know this is where this is going, unless it's them doing it for like a second or third time because the first take was fucked up or something, so it doesn't seem as natural like how most reality shows seem to be nowadays. I'm curious to see which scenes you thought that during, but... Everything? If there were any particular moments that, like, really stood out, I don't know. Well, we'll talk well, about right it when we get to it. Well, right off the very beginning. Well, no, talk about it when we get to that point. Duh. 
That's the whole point of doing a recap show. Well, yeah. I mean, it is the first part, though, but we're going to get All right, so just just cue it up. Okay, so season one, episode 12, I guess it's titled Reunion? And I think it's just called Reunion. Because I don't think I actually saw anything, so I just wrote... I normally write the title of the episode. This way I could say that, like, episode whatever, titled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Reunion, Reunion. so... We just get the introduction hosted once again for the style of show by Lala. Yeah, wearing an outfit I probably would have worn to school during this period of time, just to give you an idea of how low the bar is for this reunion. Keeping it classy. Yeah, so... For the last three years, she tells us, we've been a part of a very special journey. I am not sure. I guess that would include, what was the show? Surreal Life? I guess that technically includes, I'm guessing that's what she's talking about. They try to set it where it's like every year is a season of something. Even though we know for a fact it wasn't. It doesn't, it's not working out like that. So um, we've been part of a very special journey, but... Only really just kind of, she only really gives us the background of like New York's experience in particular, yes. um, you know, that she was on Flavor of Love twice and then she has her own show. You know, being the strong woman that she is, she gathered up the pieces of her broken heart. And I couldn't understand. It's like, it's like she was trying to say went on her own search, but Lala says wouldn't. One on her own search. Wouldn't on her own? No, not even. There was no, t- there was no T. There was no T. So we get uh, clips of a couple different moments. I'm going to zoom through the clips just because obviously you've heard about all of these moments. You know, um, White Boy and Chance torturing 12-pack that time. They were blackout drunk, 12-pack black, black flipping, oof, back flipping, you know, the basketball game, the mansion, you know, and then, of course, some of New York just screaming at various guys so you know lala's setting this up by going she tested them kissed them and sometimes bullied them all to see which man was strong enough to handle that new york fire they're making it sound like it was an endurance competition it's really it's what it is that's what these shows are i know how much crap and shenanigans can you actually withstand and stay here yeah basically so uh, Lala tells us that in the end, she did find the man. New York did find the man for her. Uh, but no one was more surprised than New York when Tango got down on one knee and popped the big question. Yes, that is where we left off. The newly engaged couple is now reunited for the f- will be reunited for the first time on that stage. But before they get to any of that, we meet some of the other contestants that have brought all us up until this point um not all of them we are missing three of them we oh, but i'll get to that in a second um some notes oh well yes some notes about the contestants um onyx who i have done a complete 180 about is wearing a save darfur shirt very like late 2000s conscious realness but we you know we've we've established that he's committed to that woke life good for him mr boston just thrusting like i don't know how to describe he's just like humping the air whatever trends brought his cd with him uh (laughs) i had to get to clarifying this but um for the wrestling fans out there shout out to bosh we know you're listening um romance is serving broken matt hardy realness please google broken matt hardy and it will make sense when you see what I'm talking about, um, a, there is a difference, though. There is, I know. I tried Please don't go into the difference. It. Please don't go into the difference. Oh Nobody cares. <laughs> it's about either the person, no, either the listener knows, or the listener is not interested. Just a streak. 
Although it also probably makes people also slightly think of Rogue from X-Men. Oh, I guess that too. Something I'm even less knowledgeable about. Uh, but I do know Rogue is... That's the one that Anna Paquin played, right? Yes. Okay, see? I know things. The one that like absorbs people's powers. Um, so. Side note, can we um tell the people what happened to you on Twitter, though, by the way? Oh, yeah. okay, so pretty much... Speaking of wrestlers and so pre- poor life choices. <laughs> so pretty much uh, before the Ohio State-Clemson game, I saw that professional wrestler Cody Rhodes was discussing the game so I took a chance and I threw out a tweet saying, if Ohio State wins, you get me tickets to the AEW Dynamite show that's going to be in Newark in February. Oh, no, not February. Sorry, March. You can edit that part out. I don't, I don't know why think I said it February. Anyway. Either way, yes. It's going to be in March. Apologies. Um, and if they, if they <laughs> Who are you apologizing lo- to? And if they lose, that I have to get a tattoo, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Um as you all probably know by now, if Some you pay you attention to sports, uh, Ohio State did lose, so I am getting a tattoo. Um, I have my appointment booked now already. It will be up on social media not too, too long after uh, this airs. Uh, I haven't announced the date yet, but yeah. So eventually, whenever he's, you know, he said after the game, quote tweeted after, said, you know, good game. Uh, can't, you know, when you get it, you know, I'd love to see it. So I have a feeling he doesn't think I'd actually get one, but I have it booked. I have the tattoo. But the internet chosen. is ruthless. Yeah. So we don't have a choice. There's people that screenshot it saying you can't delete this or like this. You don't want to get like doxxed yeah. or something. I'm a, but I'm a man of my word. Uh, I honestly really, 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 really thought Ohio State was going to win. And I would hope I, that you really, yeah. really thought Ohio State I, yeah, was going to win. I threw win. it out there. He said four tickets. I said, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Then we did a digital handshake. Couldn't you have just that done like bet. a normal, not body altering version? Like I remember. I don't know if he, I don't know if he would have accepted it then. Well, OK, so I remember once and I thought that this was brilliant that a fantasy league, a group of friends, whoever wins, everybody else that loses or doesn't win rather uh, has to take the SATs. Well, I can't say, hey, Cody Rose, if this happens, let me take the SAT. I'm Probably a grown man going to the SATs. That's I fucking tried. weird. I mean, the thing is, he is one of my favorite wrestlers, and I do have a do-the-work tattoo a already. A tattoo of, uh, um, to this guy already. It, it's when he left WWE. That's kind of like his motto. It's his We're thing. not as fucking weird as we sound, yeah. y'all. Um, so I got it. It's kind of been my motto. With For those of you who don't know, I lost like over 100 pounds and stuff. It's kind of what you know helped drive me and stuff, so... You know, he's a he's a motivator and an inspiration in many ways. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers. So it's kind of, you know, I'm getting a tattoo, I guess. <laughs> That's where we're shout at. Out, shout out Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Or as the American Nightmare Cody. And not a shout out to Ohio State. Just know. I hate you, Ohio just, State. Just know that, like, if you are an Ohio State fan, I've got a vendetta against your team for the rest of my life. No, no. but don't be mad. Until my living. Honestly, you can't be mad at them. you got to be mad at the refs. They gave a target, targeting call on a defensive player. Oh, I'm bonus That mad was at the refs. a completely BS call. Every single, like, sports analyst has said. I hope they all step and on a bunch of fucking Legos. At, towards the end of the game, uh, the Clemson receiver fumbled. He took He caught the ball, took four steps, dropped the ball. Ohio State returned it, and then for some reason they decided uh, it was not a catch or fumble. Um, personally, I Please think it's... Please feel free to fast forward. Yeah. This is fucking boring. I think there was too... I'm a ve- also a conspiracy theorist when it comes to gambling, so I believe oh, there was Lord. too much money on Ohio State to win. 
uh, especially live because they were up like 16 nothing at a point. Um, so I believe the refs do what they do to keep it close. This way they come close to whatever the spread was. But, you know, in the end, they still lost. Also, and their running back dropped the ball twice with st- Stunk. But, yeah, now and now I'm getting a tattoo. Anyway, back t- to and the be, reason for the nice season. I could still somehow get tickets, but we'll okay, see. Well, uh, Wood, Wood, who was uh, eliminated episode one, is in a tank top. Uh, just to give you an idea of, again, how casual this whole affair is. Uh, Teaweed has braids, thank God, um, as opposed to that fried monstrosity that was his hair prior. Uh, Reels hair also, speaking of hair, it looks more luxurious than ever. It's like curled at the ends. He's like it's shiny. He's like serving looks. Ugh, R.I.P. Um, and we do get Chance out on the stage at this point. He is sitting there counting money, although you did point out that it's 50s. It's all 50s. I don't know why he doesn't have hundreds, but he pulls out all 50s. Yes. The three that are missing, if for those who are keeping count, although I obviously skipped a lot of people, but three of the people that are missing are Rico, Jersey, and Pootie. Uh, she tells us one's got some issues, one's on crutches, and one's in jail. She will let us... Uh, determine which is which which i feel like is just their way of like making that up you know like i feel like they're just they made that up but for legal reasons they we probably could have googled it well i mean i don't know but like i feel like for like you could just say that to sound more interesting because you're not attributing that to any one person it's not slander yeah (laughs) i guess yeah you decide it's like even though i said them in that order yes So uh, we then uh, get New York's intro. She comes out. She's like hamming it up, dancing for the audience. I really love her hair here. Like she's got big bouncy curls. Good look. Uh, The the dress is very Destiny's Child. Like very Destiny fulfilled era. Yeah. You know. Well, you would know better than me. Just very um, lose my breath. Like reminds me of a little bit like, you know. (laughs) So uh, aggressive just, walk into like, TRL. The, is that the, what it was, or was that MTV? The, no, that was 106 in Park. I think. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Yes. But one thing to note about this dress and this whole look in general is that it's really strappy. Like it also was kind of like dancing with the starsy, like short and beaded and you know open at parts. But the back is open and it reveals that she's got on like a regular fucking bra. Like a regular strap bra. And that's like one of my weirdest pet peeves is like mm-hmm. when people wear an inappropriate bra for the type of outfit that they're wearing. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Anyway. Well, you're a woman. Also, it so is, important, it is important noting that um, New York has had some work done. Yes. So very clearly obvious work. Yeah. No, her boobs are enormous. Uh, this is like I we did talk about that interview she did where she said that she was inspired by Dolly Parton and she you know at one point had the the largest the law would allow I don't know if it was during this point but lord knows they look I don't painful. think it's during this point because like they look huge here but they don't look like beyond legal I don't know what words to use. I don't know either whatever the law says that you can do the max the law allows yeah. which I didn't realize that that existed like I can't believe that there's a law that mandates how big somebody's boobs can be well, it's got to be something in the health code I don't know so uh interestingly and I kind of feel I you know what in hindsight I feel like they told her to do this but 
she goes and sits well, on the consistent side. Not that. Oh, you mean the chair? Never mind. Oh no, I, I thought you meant her boobs. Oh no, well, no, we know that she got her boobs done. Yes. No, that she's she's no, the I'm first saying one to admit you it. You said what? people told her to. I thought you meant something like that. No, oh. we're we're onto something else. So I <clears throat> feel like at first I was like, oh, this was kind of a funny moment, and then I'm like, why am I even thinking that this is a genuine thing that happened? So she sits on like the contestant side of the stage. And Lala's like, no, like you get the other chair. And she's like, oh, I can't believe like I forgot and whatever. I don't know. She is kind of being very giggly and like leaning into some of that nerd aspect that she talks about. No, it's not even it's not ditzy as much as it is like nervous. Like it was like kind of feels like very genuine, um, like nerves and excitement because it's one thing to be filming you know a show but it's another thing to be in front of like a live audience yeah, of people true lala tells us that it was the highest rated premiere in vh1 history with f- over four million viewers yep. um i don't know if that's been broken very since. impressive though no certainly for like a for like a cable show yeah like absolutely very impressive and I think this was still at a point where, like, there was stuff to watch on Sunday nights. You know? I don't yeah. think that's that's the case really anymore. I'm trying to think what premieres on Sunday nights. I mean, granted, I am thinking also when we were younger. And, like, remember, like, ABC used to show movies on Sunday nights? Well, there was, yeah. I mean, all the channels and all the channels had their days. I'm pretty sure Grey's Anatomy was on on Sundays at some point. No idea. You wouldn't know. I just I I feel like there was still st- people like shows were still premiering on. Well, The Wire was still on at this point. HBO was still putting stuff on on Sunday. Well, I guess HBO is still putting stuff yeah, on on Sundays. Sopranos was Sundays. Yeah, I think everything. They, no, because like, Game of Thrones was Sunday. Yep. Barry was Sunday. You know, Insecure is Sunday. The big show. Everyone's so, got to watch before the workday. But I mean, starts. my point is, in terms of cable, oh Bravo, I guess too. I don't know. Whatever. We're sorry. We're like fully tangenting. We're just like we're like okay. We need to do this in a rush, and these are the episodes. All, yeah, we, we need to get this episode through quick. Anyway, or through this episode quick. I, I also apologize in advance if it's edited really shitty because I am trying to do this again all before the new year because I like making things difficult for myself. So and there'll, probably, yeah. uh, and there'll be some uh, what's the word inebriation. Yeah, we'll see. So, so uh, Lala asks, what do you think draws people in and, like, makes them want to know about, like, you and, like, what you're up to? And New York thinks, you know, if people were interested to see if I could find love, Flav left me twice and people were just like, whoa, can this crazy bitch find love or not? I don't know. Can she? Like, that's not why people are watching. That's not. I mean, I am. I'm, the real I'm certainly people... interested in her. I mean, granted, I know the results now in hindsight, but like, I guess I was interested to see if any of these would turn into a no, real relationship. Because you know, every single one of these shows is all bullshit. No, Bachelor and Bachelorette have had some people. Some. Let's say they have like. I know, 40, but let's who's say they to say that she can't be combined? So I'm pretty sure three, that three maybe. I'm pretty sure that no, I don't think that. Um, I think that during this time too. You know, because if you're somebody who likes to observe patterns, um, I'm pretty sure I could be totally wrong about this. I don't know if there's any Bachelor Bachelorette Hive here to. So there was like a couple, Trista and Ryan. I think she was on The Bachelor and they met Trista and Ryan met through The Bachelorette. And I'm pretty sure they're still married. So it was one of those things like I feel like she was one of the first Bachelorettes, if not the first. So it was like 
you know, oh, maybe because New York took a similar path, she could find somebody too. And again, it's so much more plausible that 25-year-old New York could find somebody versus like a thousand-year-old revitalized mummy Flavor Flav can find somebody. So revitalized mummy. Literally. Just like Imhotep, but like in the middle of stealing souls. We should just make the little short clip for this when he comes flying in after uh is when the scorpion king gets stabbed oh, i don't remember i don't remember the there's scorpion a gif king movie. Sorry, oh my Sarah. god me and austin talks all the, no it's not in scorpion king it's from the mummy 2 though no i don't remember the, the mummy king, I, I, didn't, like, I don't remember the mummy 2 either he gets like i think it's when he gets killed or what's her name anaxara moon i think it's when she does he literally comes like sprinting from off camera slides like to a knee and just goes like no it's me and austin do it all the time we send the gif all the time it's oh it's hilarious okay it's the most like over dramatic but also terribly like film scene ever yeah they really did not it's put like, the same energy yes. towards that second one diet billy zane guy oh that's right it wasn't billy zane in that no. one what was billy zane up to that he was so busy that he couldn't fucking make the second mummy movie he's working on his dancing moves what he's up to uh, now People knew he couldn't dance for Dirty Dancing. I know. He never was able to lift that down. Uh, so one thing, the, my last note for this section is that I was very distracted by what might be the outer edge of New York's areola. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was like pulling or shadows or just the very outer edge of her areola. Anyway, because I'm sure I'm sure you all couldn't have like lived without hearing that yes. tidbit. So Lala says, you know, New York, you certainly touched a lot of people from fans of the show to guys in the house. And I don't know if I've never seen guys, so many guys get so emotional. (laughs) Fragile masculinity is hilarious. Uh, This time. But. (laughs) uh, So different. I know a lot has happened in 10 years, 10, 12 years. So she says, uh, let's bring up the guy who was definitely not afraid of his emotions, romance. The audience is uh, not enthused. Yeah, they don't really care. His outfit, he's got on like this long jacket and like matching pants and he's got a tote bag with him. So, you know, also I did kind of laugh that like his, he like takes off his jacket and he's got like a half black, half white shirt and it like matches up with the side of his hair. It looked perfect. I and I bet he bought that on purpose. It's where it was, he was starting his wrestling career. He's like, I need to have some sort of a character. I get. Yeah. No. Literally. He Ever since I it. said that, I've never been able to unthink it's it. It's like t- it's a, an inspiration of Two Face from Batman. I mean, I guess it is. <laughs> so, uh, so while he's actually like going to sit because he's like kind of like making this whole to do about taking the jacket off and like Lala's straight up like okay wrap it up like she's like doing the thing with her hands like all right let's go and she goes oh have a seat once you're done dusting your shoulders off and all that and he is like glaring at New York and then glaring at the audience it's terrifying so Lala says, uh, you came on the show to develop a bond with New York, but you ended up developing a bond with someone else. So we get a bunch of clips of him like losing his shit over your majesty. They occasionally cut back to the crowd and like 12 packs, like losing his shit in the audience. We also do get some home video footage mm-hmm. of uh, of princess in action. 
thankfully we don't get a snap neck sound this time. I feel like that would have been once was enough. Uh, and then they close it out with like a little in memoriam card. It says in loving memory, Princess Perillo, 2005 to 2006. I'm not laughing that a dog died. It's terrible. I'm just laughing at the absurdity of all of this. So Lala's like, oh, so you really love that dog, huh? <laughs> Treat her like I would a woman. That was like her icebreaker, though. Like, oh, so you well, really loved his, your dog. It's his whole character. I know. It just was funny the way she said it. So, like Mike said, romance was like, oh, I treated her like I would treat any woman, which is now, like, concerning based on the way the rest of this interview goes. But he goes, you know, oh, I I value family because I came from a broken one when I grew up. So I treated her like I'd treat a kid. So I did also notice at this point that while his sideburns are black, he's got that weird, like, split sideburn thing. He's got a tiny bleach blonde soul patch. Yeah, it was it's a, a terrible look. Just the worst. So Lala goes, oh, so I, I heard you have something you want to ask New York. And so he's like, oh, you know, when I was kicked off the show, I pinpointed some things out about 12 pack being here for Hollywood and that he did have an ex. And I was only doing that for you. And New York's like, OK, but like, why the fuck are you talking about him? You know, worry about yourself. And he's like, oh, I am. And she goes, yeah, because you got cut way before 12 pack did and the audience is like Ooh. it it's was like all they were... a staged fight to lead to this part where they can go back and forth it's literally like listen guys you're gonna say this to start it and then just go back and forth well and stuff. okay so i think it's a little bit less of that and more of like they knew because it seems like based on the closing credit scene that they interviewed everyone almost everyone mm-hmm. and these guys wanted to make the most of their time of like basically they wanted to be the ones to appear on television so to continue their careers to go somewhere else right so yeah. whoever hammed it up the most i don't think it's scripted as much as it was like the guys came in with an ulterior motive okay. and new york just reacted to that so he's like so once new york is like of course now shading him he's like oh yeah well it was a good thing you want to know why because i made such an impression that i was in all of these and he like throws a bunch of magazines onto the ground which i'm like where is security like he is unpredictable he's getting way too that's why this is no this is all planned and staged it's like listen i have all these at some point i'm gonna bring them out during this I guess it's a hundred percent locked. They're not going to let someone have a random bag, not see what's in it. Well, I'm sure and then they he could saw take something out and like throw them again. At it. Well, I don't think they thought that they yeah, were going to yeah. throw it. Like who lies? No, I think that again. I like they wrestling probably, enough. I know when things are like they looked. Pro- they looked at the bag and were probably like, "He's like, oh, I'll just hand these to her." Nope. I don't think they thought he was going to chuck them on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you know, and but New York is like not here for it because she's like, "Ooh, it's laminated," and then she's like man fuck you like you could have made these on the internet so then he starts like like being very aggressive and being like oh yeah i'm balling i'm balling balling i can't i can't do i can't do a midwestern accent so just project it onto whatever i'm saying so he's like oh showing her earrings and whatever and again like where is security so new york uh, is like standing up 
like yelling back at him like where's your actual money though like all of this is probably just rented like what are you just showing me earrings for am i gonna sit here and like examine them like it's the like fuck? it's like when a rapper is just starting his career all they rap about is like money and cars and stuff and then when they eventually become kind of famous and big they stop right bitch show me like a a real estate portfolio that's more impressive that shows that you've got money and you will have money i guess until the financial crisis of 2008 and i'm selling property yeah well not no not like a real like real estate that he owns i'm saying yeah he's selling property he owns the real estate so he sells it or no i mean like he owns never mind (laughs) anyway so new york says that he's uh she's like bitch you look sitting up here looking like cruella deville with that hair which everybody loses their fucking mind like 12 pack is straight up jumping up and down he's laughing his ass off so hard so new york's like i don't give a fuck about any of this because you were cut on the second night and romance yells in some attempt to i don't know make her rethink what she's saying goes i got more carrots in the easter bunny bitch look at all that fake ass shit like pointing to her body i'm pointing um you know like For pointing to her but yes this is not a visual medium and i keep forgetting that uh you know just like pointing up and down at her like oh like look at you how fake you are and whatever like what and, like, it's, I don't know, New York gets really pissed off at the bitch comments. I mean, I did, too. But Lala finally gets him to uh, sit down, sort of. And he's, like, and so Lala says to him, you know, oh, you have a special lady in your life. We heard uh, somebody bring out Bella. And this random model just, like, brings out another tiny Yorkie in a skirt and a fur coat. And romance is just still yelling at her, like eyes on the prize, just like screaming at New York, not even aware about this dog. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great pet parenting. So New York's like, oh, that's the best you could do. And this shit's supposed to piss me off. And like, he's like, yeah, well, like, you know, say, I don't know. This was so weird. It was like, you know, was she talking about the dog? Like she thought the dog was trying to make her jealous. I don't know what she was saying. (laughs) But then... So romance goes, yeah, this doesn't look like your acid head chihuahua. So I'm like, why well, you got to be insulting people's dogs? And uh, New York says, well, at least my chihuahua stayed when your ass had to leave. Which I'm like, is that actually a burn? No. And where's that dog now? Well, I mean, the nowhere because the they dog rented could, it for the show. I mean, the dog could have easily died anyway. You know, it's been 12 years. I mean, I know chihuahuas tend to live a little bit longer than that, but well, I meant it at the time. Oh, well, why would she bring the dog out? I don't fucking know. So romance, uh, they send him back to his seat as they go to commercial and then they just do a close up on the dog looking terrified. So we come back from commercial break. And as we know, and Lala tells us that as we know, New York didn't go on her quest for love alone. Mom was there every step of the way to give her valuable advice. And then we get a series of clips of Sister Patterson acting an ass. So when she's introduced, though, the lights, they turn the lights down. They put because they have all these like monitors behind them and there's like fire on the monitors. And she gets that villain edit music that New York used to get every elimination on Flavor of Love. Do you remember? It's like, bing. No, I don't remember her getting her own like funky. It wasn't like her own music, but it was definitely like it was. I used to call it like weird, like steampunk sounding kind of music. You don't know what steampunk is. I 
feel like I do. <laughs> anyway. It's like Becky Lynch when she first started. She used to wear like the goggles and shit. Yes. Okay, yeah. yes. So wrestling. it all comes back to wrestling. <laughs> I do hate to say it, though. I, I really like Sister Patterson's dress. It's like this knee length. Uh, it's like black with sparkles in it. I don't know. I, I didn't like love it. It's not like one of my favorite looks of the season, but it was like pretty like trendy for her, at least in 2007. And she does get a standing ovation from the audience. Wow. So Lala says uh, she definitely brought a unique twist to the show. I don't know a lot of women. A lot of people during the course of the show said woman instead of women. Which always makes me think for the Real Housewives of New Jersey fans out there of Danielle Staub, who Andy Cohen was like, why do you say it like that? And she was like, I say I say women. And Andy Cohen's like, it's women. <laughs> and they just go back and forth because Danielle is incapable of understanding critiques. So, uh, so I don't know a lot of women who would want to choose a guy with their mom watching over them. And, you know, she asked New York, how was that for you? So she goes, um. You know, it was good. It was bad. You know, basically just saying she needed her there and, you know, her honesty, whether she liked it or not, you know, and says, you know, mommy, I couldn't do it without you. And Sister Patterson's like, I know. (laughs) No, no response. I don't. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Something. So I'm not just like rambling. Just by myself. You're describing what's going on. (laughs) This the whole thing here is of the entire I, I don't even want to say scene because I guess it's a scene. I don't know if they go to commercial between. Yeah, they went with her. Not in the middle of Sister Patterson's scene. No, no. It seems like she was such a non factor whatsoever in this reunion. It's like, here's Sister Patterson. So I mean, what do you think? She didn't need to be a factor. I was wrong. In this she reunion. was right. Over. Like, I was like, oh, she's such a huge impact and part of the show that I figured they'd have her out there for a little bit more. I don't know. So, you know. Lala says, you guys didn't always agree on what guy was right for New York. And Sister Patterson's like, well, she was right in the beginning, which I'm not really sure what that refers to. I guess about certain people she let go. Um, She was right in the beginning, but I was right in the end. So Lala asked the guys, actually, you know, what they think of, you know, Sister Patterson's critiques and Onyx. She goes, oh, Onyx. Now, this felt very purposeful. Mm Mm-hmm. So she goes, oh, Onyx, like, what about you? And if you remember, she loved Onyx. She was like, that's who my daughter should end up with. Like, he's the one. But he was not really into her whole display at church. And then Tango went back and fucking ratted him out. And which we'll get back to. Tango fucking ratted him out. And, you know, so that's why he ended up leaving so Onyx is like, you know, so Lala's like, oh, Onyx, like, what do you think about what she said about you? And he was like, she never really had anything bad to say about me, you know, like, uh, why are you asking me? And Sister Patterson's like, oh, well, you did talk about me being a hypocrite. And Onyx is like, I never said you were a hypocrite, which they do do a flashback to confirm that he never said Didn't hypocrite. Use the words. He, did not use the but words. But I don't think he was calling her a hypocrite. Because a hypocrite implies that she's saying one thing and doing yes. the another. It's like she is religious, but no, he puts it his way. He just he, what he's saying is she's full of shit. Yeah. There's a difference between being full of shit and being a hypocrite. She's overselling like crazy. Yeah, she's doing it for the cameras. Praise as he says. him! Praise him! Ah! 
So, uh, you know, he, and he owns up to it. He goes, what I did say was that your display was fake and that you were just like putting on for the camera and then just starts mm-hmm. mocking the praise him thing like I just did. And, you know, they're kind of going back and forth. And he's honestly like winning in this war of words. And such a person's like, oh, it might sound funny now and it might get you a laugh. But the Lord brought me into the situation and I'm going to lift him up anywhere I am. And just like that, she wins the audience back. <laughs> Who knew that 2007 crowds were so religious? Mention God, you're good. If anything, 2007 is a lot more religious than 2019. Mm-hmm. I would I mean, say I year guess. after year, the amount of people who believe in really any religion or just in general, the number has to be moving down a little bit. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Some people might be trying to find more meaning in alternative ways. I mean, really, I don't know. What if there's studies on that or whatever anyway not what we're here to talk about yes so lala asked sister patterson you know now that you've gone through all of this with this is actually i thought a pretty good question so now once you've gone through all of this with your daughter like do you have any advice out there for like ladies that are looking for love and she actually gives pretty decent advice which is you know the man has to love your mommy or anything else that you bring to the table which is fair kind of yeah you knew that was coming yeah but uh you know she also says uh to take your time which is also great advice. Indeed. Can't argue with that. So that's pretty much it for Sister Patterson's appearances that's on the it. show. Bar, right, like, bar like one line in a little bit. But we then get to catch up with one of the most unlikely du- couples of the series. Give it up for the dynamic duo of 12 Pack and Heat. They Ooh. look so fucking guido. Um, I can't even like... It's just like the hair spiked and the sunglasses and the vests and the it's just it's so much. So Lala asks, you know, what have you been up to since the show ended? And Heat's like, pretty much by a popular demand, we had tons. I mean, thousands, which I which made me laugh because I'm like, doesn't tons like I know if you're using tons figuratively, it just means like a lot. Yes. But if you're referring to literal tons, it does mean thousands. <laughs> I was like, oh, thinking English might just pain in the ass. Anyway, uh, thousands of women who wanted to meet us and party with us. So I thought, when we started tour, yes. So he, uh, before their time, because that's what all these reality. Well, that's the do thing. Now. Because well, I don't think it's like before their time. I'm pretty sure these people were doing this. So he's like, oh, I asked Twelve Pack, we should call this freaking tour. And he says, we're party boys, so what better name than that? Oh, actually, 12-pack says that part, I think. Yes. You know, that we're known for partying, so <laughs> why not? So 12-pack literally acts like he invented, uh, you know, promotional appearances. You know, like like a celebrity appearance. You go to a club and you get paid a fee yep. to be there. Like, he acts like, oh, this was a brand new concept that never existed before he, you know, came about. So he says he got a phone call one day from some kid I didn't even really know and was like, my girlfriend would love to meet you. Come down to the club, free everything, and we'll throw you a couple bucks. Literally, he acts like, and you worked at Feathers and you didn't know, like, appearance. Anyway, so New York is laughing but seems, you know, fairly supportive. Uh, She's very supportive I think that's still kind of based on her wanting to fuck 12-pack. Also probably true. So Lala says, oh, you uh, brought us a tape so we could see you in action. This was stupid. There were a couple moments where I was like, no, but also yes. 
It's just like, of course, you've got fucking video of them standing at a hotel room doing weird choreography in boxing gloves and aprons. Yes. Like, what the fuck? Like, fedoras and the hats. So they're, like I mentioned, they're in boxing gloves and, like, 12-pack. Like, And you could tell the logic that because 12-pack is, like, the one in charge, he got to have the American flag ones while Heat has, like, the Mexican flag and, you know, 12-pack has the American apron, whereas Heat's in the tuxedo print apron. Just, like, so... F- America. Yeah. So they're, like, slow-mo punching the sky and, like, doing other dance moves. And we have them in, like, a radio studio doing an interview. You know, they're they're being introduced at some bar. And they're doing the same dance they were just doing in front of a crowd. 12-Pack takes off his apron to reveal the famous leopard print Speedo from earlier in the season. And then just a bunch of, like, girls coming up to them like, oh, my God, 12-Pack. Just so... And Lala, in fairness, goes, I can honestly say I've never seen anything like that before. She's not wrong. At the time. So because this episode can't go too long without being problematic, they have Sister Patterson yep. saying, you know, Lala asked Sister Patterson, oh, she, like, what do you think of what you... She might have, in this case, Sister Patterson, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off when you're saying that. Go ahead, finish what Lala said. I feel bad. No, she goes... I do this a lot, I know. <laughs> She goes, what do you think of what you just saw? Exactly. And it, Sister Patterson might as well just be like, you guys are gay. Like, that's, uh, she, she might She literally, as well. so she says, I mean, wow, that was crazy. You guys look like you were meant for each other. The pa- and, yeah. and Well, not even just that she, like, made a big point to say it like that. She also took her, she made, like, finger guns with both hands, right? And took the, she went, the like, barrels of point? that gun, the point oh, to point. God. Because obviously that's how gay penis sex works is that how it works (laughs) tip to tip that's exactly how it works let's gently touch our tips (laughs) what is that from uh role models yes yes i've I've watched that movie in a long time it's hilarious and it has a million great quotes it means vagina yes (laughs) so uh, Lala asked, then turns to New York and says, you know, looking at these guys and like seeing that they're trying to like make a career and like have a lot of fun. Like, do you have any regrets about letting them slip away? And New York's like, uh, no, because, you know, they they're doing their own thing, promoting themselves. And, uh, you know, I got the right guy in the end, which. Yikes. Uh, so then he says. I had a great time with you. You know, I came here for love, but unfortunately, you know, you pissed off the most important people in my life, like my mom and my yaya, which, you know, we knew was going to be addressed. What we did not know is that it was going to be addressed in this fashion. So Lala says, we've got some videos here from mama and yaya to to like specifically for New York. This was so cringeworthy. I was dying. This was so bad. I laughed my ass off. I literally had to pause it to laugh. So first we see Yaya uh, chilling with her dog in her recliner, you know, just living her best life. And she's like making the dog like she's the way she's got the dog's arm. And she's like pointing with the dog's arm for everything that she says. She goes, hi, everybody. This is Yaya for New York. And then she goes, shit. 
like like talking to New York as she goes, she don't know what love. She's got an accent. I think that they're um, Hispanic, Latinx. I think I think they said Spain, if I remember correctly. So I guess that's considered Hispanic. So, you know, uh, she don't know what what it is to love family, which it's fair, not an unfair assumption. We then get Heat's mom, who is named or at least goes by Diva Maria. Spectacular. And she's sitting in another recliner in their wood paneled, you know, queen's basement. And she's got the lug cigarette holder. Like we're talking like a vintage like flappers, like a like Cruella fucking Deville, and she starts. And this is the most New York thing I, at this point. The most New York thing I thought I had seen in a day until I watched Uncut Gems. That it was literally like she goes, "Let me tell you something, fucking bitch." <laughs> I'm sorry. How do you not find this hilarious? She's like, I found it more like she, embarrassing. She's like, like literally, Staged, she got, fake, like, exactly as I say. First off, and she goes, "You mess with the wrong family." I love, I love a good New York accent, and I say that as somebody with a very Jersey accent. Like, I love a New York metro area accent when it's used right. It just well, yours comes out every once in a ah, while. Ah, it comes out a lot. I either sound like a Valley girl or I sound. Like a really pissed off Jersey girl. So Yaya straight up says, I wish I could be there to beat this girl. She's ready to throw hands. Yaya has had it. And Diva Maria is like, you disrespecting my mother. What just fell? My uh, keyboard. Okay. You disrespecting my mother. You disrespected heat. You're a piece of trash. And now uh, Yaya is in a new position uh, with the dog a little bit more propped up. And she goes, New York, you you lucky I know there. You lucky I know there. And, you know, they uh, interestingly, they did have subtitles for Yaya, but I found her easy to understand more of the time than I found Chance. Uh, yeah, because, well, her words were like short, but like. I guess more spaced out as opposed to him who says like 5,000 words in a matter he's, of two he's seconds. He's Black Boomhauer. Just gibberish. So Lala, then well, of course once, like, once the clip package ends, uh, Lala goes, New York, like, what do you have to say to that? And because New York is our problematic fave and can't go too long without complimenting a woman's appearance, in particular her weight, she says, all I have to say is your grandma, your grandmama, she needs a respirator, and your mom, she needs Jenny Craig, and you can tell her I said that. It's which, and you can tell her I said that is like the pre-period version of period. And that's on what? So fat shaming? Period. Oh. Uh. So he's like, whatever, you do you, you do what you do, baby. I still got respect for myself. Which, like, it was kind of interesting how quick a lot of these guys were to, like, immediately start really just, like, talking to her like she is a piece of shit. Mm. Just because she, they she rejected them, ultimately. Granted, don't get me wrong. It's not like she was super respectful and whatever. And I understand a certain degree of wanting to stand up for yourself on national television but i think that there's a way to go about it that doesn't make you look like garbage up next we get 
uh, stories old as time, like Cain and Abel competing for the same prize. Now, my Bible is a little rusty, as we've established on this show. I'm pretty sure that Cain and Abel were not competing for something. I don't remember. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Bible people. You're probably not listening to this. I don't know many biblical stories. So, you know, she says that they're competing for the same prize um just shows a bunch of clips and then ultimately calls the guys down so interestingly they both shake new york's hands and lala's hand but lala you know asks them like she asks all the guys you know what have you been up to since the show ended and they're both like talking at the same time and saying a whole lot of like absolutely nothing real is somehow saying that they are in the studio 24 7 but they're also riding horses all damn day just mumbling about they just ramble and just like it just was like i love when you ask somebody what they're up to and they don't have like a straight answer just like oh i'm doing a lot of stuff i'm this that and the other and like all of a sudden chance is saying something you got to clean up boo boo and like showing doing like a shoveling motion to talk about the horses i guess so lala says you know tell me a little bit about the music and what you're doing with the album which i think is a valid question at this point yes and Chance like we were we're not here to talk about the album and Real's like yeah we're here to talk about New York it's not even about Stallionaires and it's like you guys can stop like the game's over exactly you don't have to I mean not I mean now I forgot if we've discussed this on the show because I have the brain of a goldfish but do you think that they were really here for New York in the beginning I mean I think everyone's there for some sort of fame and exposure i don't think they were there to actually spread the stallionaires though because they never really talked about it on camera at least yeah it was always when it came yeah. up like someone be like yeah like we're in the stallionaires but it's whatever i don't know i think that they were interested in her i just think that like promotion was kind of like the potential of getting their faces out there was an added bonus Ex- well, that's like true. i think that they would have tried to if they were just regular people they still would have been interested in her and this was like not the context i think that it's still would have been some interest there, but I think it's just a bonus that they had the opportunity to do it on yeah. TV. So this was like weird. So, oh, so, oh, before we get to the weird stuff. So, you know, New York, Lala asked New York if she feels like they were there to promote Stallionaires. And she's like, you know, I I don't feel like they were there for that. She is kind of hesitating, which I thought was interesting. She's like, I don't really feel like they were here for that. And I think they were kind of genuine like it just was interesting so this is the gross part so she asks lala asks i don't know why i can't ever just say lala asked why like my brain is like you're just gonna keep saying she and then correcting yourself yes so lala asks if they've always competed for the same girl and again just like gibberish back and forth you know chance like i wasn't competing i had a lot of fresh girlfriends and then reels like it was kind of like girl swapping and then they just go back and forth bickering about giving girls to each other since preschool disgusting like gross so lala asks if them being brothers was a big part of the reason new york kept them like so like and let them stay for so far for so long and she's like oh is it a secret fantasy of yours and if it was if they weren't brothers would they have still like done as well like been on the show for so long and new york's like (laughs) and she goes you know new york is like oh i didn't recognize that they were brothers i mean she i think what she's saying is like she didn't acknowledge that they were brothers which is weird because they showed us as part of the clip package not five minutes earlier her going oh i've never had two brothers compete for me before it's erotic 
like make up your mind ma'am is it is it are they brothers or are they not so she says that she didn't really recognize them because they're so different and you know the fact that their blood never mattered to me so <laughs> lala says to the guys you know obviously the difference between you and you know some of the other guys in the house like caused issues you know so we see some clips of chance yelling in mr boston's face so they basically tell real you know get off the stage so we can have a chance in mr boston time yes it's time so this part is the most fucked up in my opinion it's kind of funny it's not it's wrong please sound off in the comments because like tell me if i'm just being too dramatic or if this is really gross so Mr. Boston comes up mm-hmm. and not only do they hug, you know, New York is and he's like, oh, can I have one of those New York, you know, kisses or whatever? Yeah. So New York starts like making out with him. Now, the part that's fucked up while fucked up in its own way is not that she is engaged for all intents and purposes well, yeah. at the time of the Like as far as we as the audience knows, she is still engaged and now making out. making out with a man who is not the said fiance lala's like you know new york uh whatever oh lala asked new york if mr boston is still the best kisser in the house and new york is like "Mm," you know what like yes she says yes she She, like hesitates but she says yes but like it's the phrasing of the question kind of made me laugh because i was like it's like if he's still the best kisser in the house because it was like does that mean like somebody else showed up like who's who's being included in this that she would change her order but then lala goes oh it must uh run in the family because there's a little surprise here who you just made out with isn't mr boston it says identical twin brother ben that's fucking gross that you just like lied to her about who she's kissing yeah that's fucking creepy you think i mean granted it is i'm i'm not calling it rape or sexual assault but like they similar things that have happened in sexual contexts where people thought they were having sex with one person and were having sex with another like you're not consenting to kissing or having sex with that person that shit's gross yeah and yours like, ha, ah, you all got me up here kissing strangers. And it's like, you should be way more disturbed about this. Gotta love the 2000s. So she gives the, so the real Mr. Boston comes out and New York gives him a hug. And she's like, oh, is this really, is it really you this time? And, you know, then they stand up next to each other to compare. I think that his brother, they, while they are identical twins, apparently they... They look exactly the same. They look. There is. There are There's clear differences. Difference. There's clear differences between them. I mean, beyond just well, the voice, yeah. like physical differences. The voice is between obviously them. the big, but they're fucking the way they move and like their little twitches are exactly the fucking same. I don't know. I found the brother slightly better looking, and uh-huh. I'm not clear on why. I just mean when they're like talking. Oh. The way like Mr. Boston will like kind of even the way he moves his head or hands or like whatever when he's talking, the brother does the exact same shit. Hmm. So. This was a gross question that Lala asks. Uh, she asked Ben if he's ever pretended to be his brother for the ladies, you know, like he just did. And he says, yes, even a couple weeks ago. Now, granted, mind you, his voice is a different, is very different, but also a different kind of annoying. <laughs> so he says a girl came up to him and like a group of friends while he was out. And, you know, she's like freaking out like, oh, Mr. Boston, Mr. Boston. So he goes to take her home. 
Well, I feel like this story was probably made up. It was. So I'm trying not to get too offended by it because I'm sure that it is a And then we lie. open the door and pow, he's there. And then she propositions a threesome. And it's like, all right, that was fake. Yeah, the audience is scandalized and disgusted. See, now we're at a point with like all these stories where it's like, now I understand why Mike says everything was staged or kind of fake. Well, that part was fake. I'm not saying it's not fake. I'm just saying the way in which it's fake, we have different opinions on. Mm. So Lala says, uh, so Mr. Boston sits down next to Chance and, you know, pats Chance on the arm and like Chance is like pissed, but like still does the sup nod and they send, you know, Ben back to whence he came. So Lala's like, oh, you took quite a beating, but I think everybody's surprised that you like actually stood up for yourself. So like, are you and Chance friends now? And Mr. Boston's like, "Eh, not particularly (laughs) So, but he does tell us that every day since the show has ended, which was apparently six months ago from whenever this is recording, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's been, go- or since he was kicked off, rather, uh, that he was going to the gym and training and put on five pounds of muscle in six months. Is that a lot? Like, is that? No. No. What would you say if somebody was like actively going to the gym for six months? Like, I guess it depends on the per- it depends on the body, right? Yeah, and like how hardcore that he could just be going to the gym. Like, if there's someone who's like, I'm trying to go to the gym to build a muscle mass, and they take it like real serious. Like, in six months, someone could easily, I shouldn't say easily. God only fucking knows. It could be like twenty pounds or so, fifteen. It it all depends. Hmm. It depends on if they're working with like a professional trainer, or just trying to do it on their own. Because if they try to do it on their own, yeah, maybe they'll gain, like, four or five pounds. But if they're with, like, someone who knows what they're doing and they're, like, follow this strict diet plan and all that, they could probably gain a good amount of weight. So he is now apparently through all of this confident enough that he could – he's confident enough that he could take Chance in a rematch. So Lala goes, Chance, anything you want to say about that? And Chance is like, so should I knock him out right now or, like, what? And Lala's like, no, no, it's fine. So then she asked them, you know, is there any chance of you guys making peace? And Chance is like, oh, you know, we're cool, but I, I don't need a chance. Like, shake- oh, we don't need any more friends. No, it says, could you shake hands and become friends? And then Chance says he doesn't need any more friends. And Mr. Boston just no kind of nods friends. and is like, no yeah. No new friends. No new friends. No, no, no. So Lala wishes Chance the best of luck with his love life and career and then sends him backstage. So it's just Mr. Boston up there, but there is another chair left, you know. And uh, so Lala asks how his love life is going now that he's found, you know, fame. And he goes, it's pretty well, you know, through my celebrity status. Everyone knows me and wants to meet me. And, you know, he did tell he tells us that he meets one partial celebrity not quite a list maybe c or d lister and she's been totally feeling the boston charm and the sex has been unbelievable and lala's like oh she's here and i had no recollection of this whatsoever i was like oh god who is it and he brings out fucking pumpkin i was not not expecting that that was amazing and new york is like shook though a little bit new york is like what the fuck she's laughing but she is definitely shocked yeah so lala says new york and pumpkin saw each other recently and asked how it went which is when pumpkin's like oh you know there's a show about to air called charm school and they had to do the little badge in the corner to like announce that the show is coming out 
uh, and says like New York made a celebrity appearance on the show. You know, you see in her face that I paint her to say like celebrity appearance because she's still on all these fucking shows trying to work and New York is getting shows handed to her, which she deserves. Do not get me wrong, but it's got an irk pumpkin quite a bit. So Lala asked them if they're a real couple. And this is so fucking weird. So she's like, oh, yeah. And Mr. Boston's like, and New York's like, bitch, please, you know, this shit is fake. Shut up. (laughs) So then Pumpkin's like, no, really? He is my boyfriend. And Mr. Boston's like, no, no. He's straight straight up saying no. No, at this point, he's straight up saying no, he's not. Yes, this is hilarious. But then it gets problematic because New York starts calling her um, the D slur referring to lesbians. And in response to that, it felt like very Jerry Springer to me at this particular moment, where like in response to that, Pumpkin and Mr. Boston start making out. Yes. Weird. <laughs> so Lala asked how they met, but she like asked it in a way that makes it sound so far fetched. Like, what would these two be doing in the same room as if they don't have so many reasons to know each other? And in pure 2000s fashion, they emailed each other on MySpace. <laughs> It'd be like the original DM. Oh, my God. Remember? My, yeah. Sliding in DMs was totally a MySpace thing. So uh, they and then they eventually met at a VH1 Christmas party. We do get the pictures to prove it. Thank God, I guess. <laughs> Including a picture where you fully see tongues, tongue action happening. So New York at this point is like pretty jealous, you can tell. Not jealous of like wanting to be with Mr. Boston, but just being like, bitch, hop off my fucking leftovers. Yes. So she's like, oh, oh, get her off the stage. Get her off my fucking stage. And Lala wishes them both luck. And we head to another commercial break. So then we get Tango's introduction. He comes out in a hoodie, like a zip up hoodie. His hood is up. He's in like the baggiest fucking jeans and like a, a long sleeve T-shirt underneath. So Lala starts by asking him he, if he made any friends during his stay. So he says he definitely made more friends than enemies, including Mr. Boston, Onyx, who I was again, didn't you rat him out? Like the reason he left. But he, you know what? Probably he like wanted to go home. So he didn't really care. Yep. Like probably didn't hold it against him. And trends and bones. And Bones. I forgot about Bones. Yeah, where was he? I mean, we saw him there, but, you know, he's He's up at the top and did his little shimmy at one point. Yeah. So Lala's like, yeah, okay, like, friends. Yeah, no, I I wasn't asking you that to do. Well, she's not saying this, but the implication is, like, I didn't ask you this to ask about who you were friends with. Like, I asked you about your enemies. So then we get a series of clips of basically his mouth cashing, what, his mouth writing checks that his body can't cash. Is that how the expression would go? I don't know. So they're just going back. I don't know. Just a bunch of bullshit with white boy and with real and with chance. So once the clips are over, T-Money, who they have with his name underneath, like being like left the first night, goes, oh, Tango, does this scare you? And then he's like, bah, 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 bitch, and bah, 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 like basically doing a chance impression. And then chance is like, shut the fuck up. And like. You know, they're going back and forth and Tango's like laughing his ass off. He's like, oh, it does sound like him. <laughs> so Lala reiterates that there was beef with the guys in the house and Tango's like, oh, it's to be expected when you're competing against a group of guys, different personalities, whatever. 
So Lala says, you and white boy, you know, you both live in Florida. So what's going on over there? No, she's acting like they grew up in the same fucking neighborhood. They're from two completely different cities. Like Chance is from a chance. Tango's from Tampa and white boy's from Miami. Like those places are pretty far from each other. If my memory serves like it's not convenient enough. So Tango's like, oh, I'm the only real Florida boy in this house. <laughs> I don't know why they keep calling themselves boys. Like, I don't know. I'm the real Florida boy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like, I guess it's better than Florida man. So, it sounds weird. What? I'm the real Florida man. I'm the real. Well, I'm the real Florida boy. I'm the real boy. I'm the real Florida boy. <laughs> so Lala's like, oh, white boy, you're being really quiet over there. And he's got like this like fake like military style jacket on with all these fucking patches and shit. It looks so silly. So he's like, oh, white boy's like, oh, I don't have anything to say. He could prove to me he's a real Florida boy. And he knows how. I'm a real Florida boy. That's what she said. <laughs> so Tango then starts taking off his sweatshirt and the long sleeve t-shirt he has on underneath, like the design on the arms looked like fidget spinners. I didn't really notice. It, they looked like sharp fidget spinners. Like shurikens? I guess. Like the ninja weapon? I mean, I'm sure that that's stars. what they were. Yes. Well, no, it wasn't a throwing star because it wasn't like a star star. It had three points. Yeah, they make ones like that too. Yeah, well, it looked like a it looked like a fidget spinner. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> Lala asks Real if he still has issues with Tango and Real's like, "Listen, I never really had beef with him in the first place. Like, we were just it was a, we were just competing against each other and, you know, he won. And that's, you know, I did what I thought I needed to do to win, but he ended up winning. So, it is what it is." So and Lala joke. What? With real. He's like he said there's no beef. He had to do what he needed to do to X him out, and then he kinda of like does the self deprecating thing. He's like, Well, I end up getting X'd out myself. Yeah. That's basically what I said. Ha, 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 ha. But the way he delivered it was funny. Okay. So Lala asked the group at large if anybody wants to air any grievances about, you know, Tango as a person. And T Bone, remember him, the one that looks like that sweetums muppet in the back he pulled uh, down his glasses and gave you that little point at the beginning so yeah ew. so then uh he says when tango walked in the house you know he told me you know he he wasn't leaving the house without new york and he stayed true to that so props to him and everybody claps you know so lala says she doesn't want to bring chance up to get everything out in the open she wants to bring chance up to get everything out in the open but she's like I don't know if that's a good idea because I don't want any problems. And Tango's like, yeah, yeah, you're a smart woman. <laughs> so Lala asked Chance if he feels any, if he, if he feels like the better man for New York one. And Chance says, I won't say the better man for her one. I just felt like she could do her makeup right then and there in that turtle shell if she had to. He's really holding on to that Ninja Turtle joke. I mean, I and it's kind of a, a smart strategy in a way because like i'm sure it's one probably not the first time tango's heard it and also if you keep hammering that point home enough the person's gonna get pissed off enough true that like you just because you keep saying the same shit over and over and over then all of a sudden like at this point is when like white boy because he kind of just stands up but you don't see the crowd well no well but before this walking at him no before this stupid before this uh tango like while he's so pissed off oh this is what i couldn't figure out what this note said and i forgot that they keep panning to these same two women in the front for their reactions to everything and they were just getting a kick out of all of this so tango is like 
somebody tell me why this jj walker looking ass runs his mouth about shit he doesn't know a goddamn thing about you lost pimp and chance is like that's because master splinter told me to look for you on the ninja turtles I never like the audience like ha 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 ha. JJ Walker is a good reference though. It is a point where eventually I'm just kind of like, all right, man, you need a different this. Yeah, it does get a little tired. So Tango's like, oh, like patting the seat next to him, like, oh, come on up then, come on up then. And Chance's like, oh, this is my city. My uncles and my dudes. No, he doesn't say dudes. Or in the back, like whatever. And Tango is now standing up and does like full TI tilt. It like you don't know me crotch grab you know challenging everybody like to fight him basically he's like bring your pussy ass up here Uh, i made that sound very la that was my mistake so then white boy is like charging the stage and like security stops them and tango just like like basically security like takes tango like just off the stage but he like calms himself enough to come back down out to come back out sorry for a commercial break. Yes. As we come back from commercial, you know, it's New York and Tango, which I forgot, like, New York wasn't on the stage this whole time. <laughs> it's, like, important to note. Uh, Lala says that Tango and New York haven't seen each other in four months. So she's brought back out and they start furiously making out the second they see each other. Lala asks how it feels to see New York for the first time and Tango looks right at her boobs and smiles and goes, you did uh, some things. And she's like, well, do you like them? And he says that he does. And then Lala asks New York how it feels to see Tango. And she's like, you know, I picked him because we were perfect fit. And just (laughs) literally. And Lala's so that we get clips of their amazing love story as Lala calls it not once but twice you know romance for the ages those two so Lala says it was an amazing moment but also a controversial one a lot of people thought you should have picked Chance which I'm like who who thought that that was a good idea people the people the people so New York's like, oh, well, you know, r- reminds us for the eight millionth time. It was a tough decision because she had really strong feelings for Chance and he was a great guy. We all know that. And they had a lot of fun. But Tango was a little bit more discreet, mm-hmm. a little more adult and that she needed to up it and go with someone that can help her be a little bit more of an adult herself. So Lala asked Chance how she feels about New York's decision. and He's like, I ain't tripping. She did what she had to do. And New York's like, but we're cool, right? And he's like, yeah, we're straight. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, I'm just trying to stay calm because my heart, my heart is torn up. It's like Natalie and Brulia. Nothing's right. I'm torn. <laughs> Jesus. And shit like that. This is, I didn't think. Oh, but we were- did you leave? You left out the whole thing where she does this to everyone where they're fighting. And then, like, it's like, no, 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 we're cool now, right? And then compliment something they're wearing. Well, I was going to read. That was going to be my iconic line of the week. Is it really? Yes, because it made me laugh. She, this is, well, I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted that I didn't think I was going to have an iconic line of the week. I was ready to not have to make those kinds of edits. But the Lord had other plans. The iconic line of the week is, God bless you, Chance, and I love your sweater. 
I love it. She, I don't know. It just caught me off guard. I just had a good hearty laugh. Compl- like, it's like, we were fighting or upset, and now I'm going to compliment something. Yeah. So Chance just goes on and on about how he's not tripping, so go on and be happy. boop de boop So Lala says Tango proposed to New York, you know, but there was a lot more to the proposal that America, that America got to see. Let's look at what happened after New York said yes. And this was the most uncomfortable sequence of events. Like everything from here on out is just this whole day has been like chaotic energy mess. Mm-hmm. So it picks up where the show, the last episode left off, which is New York being like, what the fuck did I just do outside of the house? And she is like screaming for champagne because she's like, I don't know what I just did. And then she yells, am I really fucking married right now? And I was waiting for a producer to be like, well, no, it's not. You're not married yet. That's not how that works. So Tango says he's about to go get his mother-in-law and New York's like, you're what? This reminds me of that Spongebob meme. You what? I figure more like Kyle Broflowski's mom. What, what, what? So New York. Sheila, that's her name. Yes. So Tango heads outside to bring Sister Patterson in because as we remember from last week, she was banished to the outside. So New York is like saying the producer's like, am I really engaged to him? Like, oh, fuck. I need a drink. Yeah, just keeps asking for a drink, asking for a drink. So uh, they do a quick cut back to the stage, like in real time, so to speak. And he's like shaking his head. Like New York's like, "Ah, well, based on everything she's saying in the clips or whatnot, he like there's times he looks really disappointed. Then you see like a little smirk on his face. I mean, like, because you feel like she has to just be, like, doing the most. Like, you have to be feeling like, wow, you're acting really inappropriate. But, like, the whole situation is so insane that it's, like, you have to be laughing. Like, adrenaline's rushing too much for you to, I don't know. So, Sister Patterson comes in beaming and she's like, my third eye is telling me something. And New York is is, like... She's like nodding, but then we do like a quick rewind of her, of everybody walking back in. New York, they show this in slow-mo, took the ring off of her finger and puts it into her mouth. I am not clear on why. So. It's the worst hiding spot. It's disgusting. So Sister Patterson's like, I see a wedding. And New York's like, oh, who, who's getting married? And Sister Patterson's like, you and Tango, TNT, which I'm like, does she think that his real name is Tango? <laughs> that is his real name. So New York's like, we are? And Sister Patterson's like, absolutely. And so then that's when Sister Patterson starts to notice that there's something in New York's mouth. So she tries to force it open, which is so something my own mom would do. So once New York finally spits it out, literally, and Sister Patterson goes, is this a ring? (laughs) Ma'am, it is very clearly a ring. So then she's like, oh, like, is this like, was this given to you as an engagement ring? And New York's like, um, he did. And Sister Patterson goes, it's too small. And New York's like, thank you. Yes. The real problem here. (sighs) Not that he proposed, but that's the fact that the ring is too small. Their priorities are something else so then we get back to real time again so to speak and lala asks if the proposal was for real and 
Tangle goes, uh, before I can answer that, I have some questions for New York. So he go, he kind of moves from her and like sits up because they're on a couch. They brought a couch up. They've swapped uh, furniture like multiple times. And the whole time New York was gone, by the way, Lala was sitting down. So I'm glad that she finally got to take a load off because the last couple reunions she's been standing the whole time. So he's like, oh, all of this is like abnormal for me. And it just was so stupid. Like he was, again, like talking in circles like he tends to do. All of that said, as much as I'm shitting on him now and have been shitting on him for most of the season, he makes a series of very solid points from here on out. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, you know, this was all really crazy, like finding love this way. And, you know, but I said from day one, from the time I first met you that I'm not here, you know, he, I'm here to meet Tiffany. And, you know, he's like, I really went to war in this house. I took a lot of abuse, which is like a lot of it you wrote on yourself. But, you know, he pauses and then he's like, look. And he, like, kind of moves from her. And New York's like, what? And he's like, real talk. You know, I came here to get to know Tiffany. And, you know, I put myself out there for, for a female. Just like I would want to get to know any female. Stop calling women females. Um, he says he tried to be a good dude, you know, to put it out on the line, but he just can't do it. And Lala's like, what is going on? Like, what are you saying? So he goes, you know, it's bad enough to have to, like, deal with all these other guys giving me shit. But, like, I shouldn't have to deal with that from the person I'm fighting for. Which, valid. And that like, person is giving it worse than the others. Yeah, that was in it. I was getting there. Uh, I don't know. I, you think I take all these diligent notes that I left that you part out? I'm like, well, he literally says it as a part of that. I'm making, I'm doing a dramatic retelling. So she says, <laughs> do you know how my notes are structured? Like the Moira of like notes. A dramatic. I can't do my Moira Rose impression right now. I'm too tired. Dramatic. Tango. <laughs> so it's like David. David. Alexis. <laughs> that's my that's one of my personal favorites, obviously, besides Bebe. Is Alexis. So uh where was I? So she oh yeah, so he goes, Oh yeah, she was dissing me harder than all the guys did. Like, to be honest. I mean, she did say that line in the finale. She's like, Turtles do live longer than humans. Yep. Oh no, it was two episodes ago. Two, yeah. So he but then he does specify that really like the thing that pushed him over the edge were the comments she made about his mother and new york's like what are you talking about like literally she tries to feign innocence which i was like i love you but that's but yeah. you were fucked and you, you know, know that. you said things so we got a bunch of clips that were like all that really a offensive of shit clips. she said about like you know call it, calling her a brick wall because she's plain and big you know making those comments to sister okay. patterson about wheeling her out of the car and, and in and out of the bathroom and just was like all very offensive stuff for somebody who did nothing to her but just, like, be outside of her ideal of what a woman should look like. Yes. Uh, and, oh, he's like, it's not to say I don't love Tiffany. I love Tiffany, but I'm not really feeling New York. Yes. Which is fair. I feel like most people would like Tiffany better than they Like, New York is entertaining, but Tiffany seems like a better person. Mm-hmm. Granted, this was, like, as we mentioned, like, 12 years ago. So she seems like she's matured a little bit she's now. She's finally Tiffany. Well, mostly Tiffany. Yes. If 
well for those who haven't watched for those who aren't on twitter which i'm surprised uh there was this great series of tweets that highlighted the best reality show moments of the decade and two of them involved new york one was the time from when she was on this bonus uh the next 15 it was that show where she said the inner cry thing basically it was like a reality show about you know other random people trying to be famous again and this mixed woman made this really i don't know who the fuck she is i think she's from basketball wives she made like a really insensitive comment about like whatever some event they were doing she's like oh can we get less dark-skinned people on the thing and Jesus. it was or something like oh i think we should get more light-skinned people basically there are too many dark-skinned people which is disgusting and she does not speak for me or for the mixed delegation that bitch can go fuck herself so they played it back and karamo fucking bitch ass bitch that he is is like oh well like she was making a joke and like i understand who she is as a person and new york's like that shit's not fucking funny though like it's you know i love my skin like i love being a dark-skinned woman you know all this stuff which she deserved so props to new york for that part minus i think she says something kind of fucked up in there but then the really good one it bar the fact that there's some fat phobic lines in there is when she was on big brother uk and was like talking about i don't know who i forgot what Gemma's last name is but she's like she Gemma wanted to lend her a pair of shoes and just her her i wish i could pull it maybe i'll add it as like a bonus iconic line of the week do you think I should add it as a bonus iconic line of the week? Because it's worth listening to. From it's, a different show. If from a different Fuck show. As long as okay, fine. I'm going to play it here. It is. What would you want to say to Gemma? Pretty much, I will let Gemma know that she is a fat cunt, and um, the shoes that she gave me were not something that I would particularly buy for myself. They were old maiden type of shoes. And she said that those shoes were meant to be worn on a beautiful woman. So if that's the case, she should have put them back on the rack and she should never even purchase them because she was unqualified to own those shoes if that's the case. And um, I think Gemma is just a disgrace. She's a disgrace to humanity and she's a disgrace to women who are actually beautiful and classy and um, she just doesn't have the vernacular that she thinks she possesses. Somebody lied to her several times and told her that she was fly, hot and sexy and beautiful and she's nothing like that. She's nothing of the sort. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I said Jesus Christ after a lot of stuff today, oh but that was God. nuts. Mike had never heard it before so I just played it for them for the first time now. It was- Somebody lied to her several times. Oh, my God. Never change. Well, like, change a little bit, but, like, don't really change. I'm I'm telling you, bar the fat phobia, like, everything else about that read is hilarious. Oh, gosh. What did I I even bring that up for? Oh, the... I don't know. I don't know why I brought it up. I'm just glad that I did. You'll have to listen back and find out. I don't know. I'm sure it makes sense if you're actually listening to it. But uh, so Lala's like, listen, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But like, you know, after seeing the show, what you're saying is after watching the show back, what you're saying is, you know, you're done with New York. And Tango's like, oh, yeah, I'm done with New York. 
Like, I, I proposed to Tiffany, but I got New York. So he, like, was talking about being home and, like, watching all this disrespect from New York. And, like, you know, I can't let that fly. So in his mind, the engagement is over. So he puts his hood up and he, like, walks off stage. And New York is, like, pissed. And as much as I am, like, it is a perfectly valid reason for him to break up with her. I Nobody do... disrespects my family. Well, no. I mean, he's absolutely right. If, oh, of course. If I, somebody I was dating, well, like, if we weren't together, like, you know, if I was dating somebody and I thought that everything was fine and then I found out that they had, like, completely talked so much, like, rude, disgusting shit about my mother, I would be like, no, exactly. you're, you're dead to me. So, you know, as much as I feel like he is entitled and, like, totally valid in wanting to break up with her for that reason, it is kind of sad to see her get broken up with on television for a third time Mm -hmm. in the span of, like, a year. (laughs) So she's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, I should have, like, you know, I should have chosen you, Chance. And Chance is like... I'm a writer, dude. I would have never, you know, done this to you. And Tango's like, man, go ahead. Knock yourself out. And New York is like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. I don't even care right now. And it's like, if you don't really care. It's all to get the season two. You are doing a lot. So, and security is holding both of them back. And, like, security's is, like, chance is kind of being held back. There's, like, a little chaos going on around. And he's like. So he's so Tango is off stage yelling like, oh, you were dissing me. You were dissing me. And New York's like, yeah, I did. But I was keeping it real. It's like, it's not a good reason to talk that way about somebody's mom yeah. and call them a turtle. So uh, he says, when you see Tiffany, uh, tell her to get at me. So she, and then she tells him to crawl back in the hole that he came from. Your mom's vagina. Something yeah. like that. I think she actually says that or something similar. I didn't hear her say that, but something on about, a semi-related uh, note, she then is like screaming at him and like holding up her fingers like only a little bit. And she's like, you have a little penis. Fuck you with your two inch motherfucking dick. And the ladies in the front I mentioned earlier loved that part. So, um, and you know, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that was true. I don't know why. Uh, that just seems to be the diss no matter what. I know. It certainly it's is always a diss. A- anyone ever breaks up, that's the immediate but go-to. But the thing is, I don't It's like, do they even sleep together? I'm pr- they yeah. haven't been together yeah, for does. four years. Yeah. Or four months. Four, four, four years. years. <laughs> it's been 84 years. No, they. he heavily implies, at least, that uh, they did something when they were staying in Mexico. Ah. Uh, well. Not as, like, crudely as Chance does. Yeah, they all say stuff about stuff. <laughs> they all say stuff about stuff. Aren't we all just saying stuff about stuff? The more you know. So, Lala... So, oh, so Tango storms off and whatever, and New York's sitting back down, and, like, I, for as much as she doesn't tend to actually get tears to come out it seems like she kind of did a little bit this time but it could just be from like screaming you know when you're like furiously yeah. screaming and like tears come out because she'll be crying and literally within a half a second it's just kind of like well you know what so lala's like what just happened and new york's like i don't care <laughs> you know and chance is like tiff don't cry girl and 
then New York is like pointing to like the audience, I guess, and the guys because we forget that they're like next to each other. So she's like, well, y'all motherfuckers need to know is that I put my heart in this. <laughs> so, you know, chance I should have chosen you. And he's like, I told you. I tried. It's like, I tried. So New York's like, it's just fucked up. That this is happening to me. And Lala's like, but do you even want to be with somebody who, like, treats you like that, though? And she's like, you know what, Lala? Maybe I should be more selective. And the guys that dumped me and left me, they weren't fucking worth it. I'm not going to let that shit fucking hurt me. I don't care. 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 Like, a million more times. And then uh, Lala's like, well, guess my girl didn't find love. Thanks for watching. Have a good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. New York, come out for drinks tonight. Yeah, it was weird the way she said it. Well, she did it like a weird sympathy way. So like Lala gets up and comes and sits next to New York on the couch. And she's like, did you know this was going to happen? And New York's like, no. And Lala's like, what is wrong with him? As if New York isn't at fault for this. And New York's like, I don't know. And Lala's like... You know, oh, this is New York going, you know, try to like, tr- like basically trying to be the victim here and being like, try and find a man not only on your own, but like on TV. And Lala does this like, I'm sure she like would be kind of friendly with her. But like the way she phrases this invite comes off like a pity invitation. She's like, well, I know I'm definitely going out for drinks tonight and you're um more than welcome to join me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you can say it with a little bit more compassion, not just being like was, an I thought afterthought. It was said a little bit. No, I remember distinctly being like, well, that was kind of cold. Mm. And York's like, oh, I'm going to have several. And that is the whole episode. That's how uh, ba- basically uneventful this episode Very. was. We kind of zoomed through it. This it's is all like, just promotion of this is like an hour and a half. To see who else they can capture. I think this is, might be our quicker, quickest episode ever. I feel like our reunions end. normally are. Because there's not a lot that really happens. No. Which it's like, is crazy. here's this person. What are you up to? Yell, yell, yell. Next well, person. Well, I think Next also person. that it makes a difference to when you are like now the way Bravo does it, where it's like broken up into like 18,000 parts. That's true. That makes a difference. You know, you can see more. You can react to more. This was like, okay, what can we do in an hour? And honestly, I would, if there's, if it's in the bonus, well, it can't be in the bonus clips because the bonus clips aired several episodes ago. But, like, if there was a way to watch all of the sit-downs with all of the guys, I would totally do it. They probably have it on the behind-the-scenes DVDs or something. Somewhere, right. It's like on The Office. Yeah. They say if you watch the DVDs, like, they have a million minutes of extra footage. Wow, pretty late in the episode bringing up The Office. Mm. I think you hit all of your marks. Well, I almost did earlier with the two guys fighting for a thing, but I think I've mentioned that Yeah, we that did that when we did the that uh, the last episode, two episodes ago. Yeah. Something it's like that. It's come up. Anyway, we get a bonus credit scene of Teaweed. This is what made us think that they did interviews with more people. So Lala asks him, you know, do you still stand by the $100 million comment? Because he said his net worth was that much, apparently. And he's like, let me tell you something. Which is not always, like, the most honest way to get started. When you're let trying me to tell you something, Lala. Let me tell you something, Lala. When Teaweed speaks, Teaweed only speaks from reality. And tells us he has a $15 million deal with the Poker World Society. That's a real poker battle championship. I like, I don't know why. I've never heard poker, poker referred to as a battle situation. Yeah. 
like Pokemon, which you could still get buttloads of money from potentially. You know, not judging. Yeah. And he brought a letter from Ed Hardy saying he has twelve million in escrow for that for their vodka. And that he uh, that the letter signifies that he's a partner in licensing. And York's like, if I may interrupt, this is boring to me. And then just rips up the letter. I have seen Ed Hardy vodka in person, though. It's like I remember I went out to lunch, I think, with my brother once at the Iron Horse in Mm. in Westwood. And they had like a sign like promoting the Ed Hardy vodka. And I was like, why does this exist? And that's the whole episode. It's a quick reunion. I know. I am so excited for Charm School, though. So am I. We're getting a nice change of pace. A different kind of show. It's not yeah. dating anymore. Now it's about people just embarrassing themselves. Sort of. Isn't that what we all want in reality shows? Also, that's the main goal. Like, yeah, that's the whole point of it is that they're supposed to be working towards, you know, they they had behaved so badly on television that they now... uh, you know, are going to be redeeming themselves in real life. Mm-hmm. So that's where they get their name stripped from them. Remember, Safari. That name represents something ugly. That's my name. That's my name. Oh my goodness! So thank you all for listening. Yes. We really appreciate everybody, all of you. We hope you have an excellent, safe, happy, healthy. New Year's Eve, yes. New Year's Day, 2020. Strong 2020. Yes. Po- positive. New, I was going to say, technically, I saw it's not a new decade because it technically starts in 2021. Yes. Like, the decade starts in once. But we're going to call it a new decade anyway. Um, and everything online is just this of the decade. So. Yeah, because it's, like, a very clean cut, just tens. Yes. So, anyway, I don't know. All right, pretty much. Thanks, everyone, for joining us once again. You can find us on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find Sonia on Twitter at... I can, I can say my own name, at Sonia Marie Says. I am Mr. Feeney 519 And uh, in case there was any doubt, we have lots of love for New York. Always. We're very excited for season two and three. And no, she only oh, gets she only two. has two. She no, never mind. Two. It's um, Flavor of Love gets three. Yes, but no, she has which we call it the New York job. No, what the hell was it called? I don't know if we're gonna Work. do the job ones. Oh, she's got other shows. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking of. Either again. way, everyone, happy new year. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Make uh, good choices. Thank we you love again you. for listening. Yes, make good choices. Bye. Bye.